0: FF Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Ian Hardix, and today we continue our team preview series with the Carolina Panthers. If you have not already, please check out the completed AFC North, AFC South, and NFC North team preview series, going through every team, fantasy football takeaways, and now we are on to the NFC South. So without further ado, the 2020 Carolina Panthers fantasy football team preview starts at quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, new man in town. Now, I, I think Bridgewaters, anyone's idea of an improvement over current Washington backup QB Kyle Allen. I mean, Completion rate, touchdown rate, QB rating, errors per attempt. I mean, it really wasn't close between these two guys last year. And the big one that hurt, first, you know, someone like me, someone that's been a Curtis Samuel stand ever since I could walk pretty much. The biggest thing that hurt last year was this Panthers passing offense's inability to consistently push the ball downfield with any sort of accuracy. I mean, you look at the weapons on this offense and you kind of wonder how they could be so bad, but it, it truly was mostly on Kyle Allen last year. I mean, 30 percent catchable deep ball rate now Bridgewater is at 57 percent catchable deep ball rate and these are tracked by PFF I'm mean, just saying that literally only three of ten deep balls that Kyle Allen would throw were deemed catchable for their receivers so look I mean Teddy he doesn't throw downfield that's the knock Teddy checkdown, Teddy to whatever you want to call the guy he's been known to you know have that low a dot and you know what that's more of a, a product of the Saints defense I'm Saints offense excuse me Drew Brees has been dinking and dunking throughout his whole career pretty much because guess what? When you can efficiently do that up and down the field, you really don't need to throw the deep ball as often. So only Jimmy G had a lower percentage of pass attempts travel fewer than 20 yards downfield than Bridgewater last year. I mean, I think there's a chance we see that spike up a little bit in a new offense and all that going on. But even if it doesn't, I mean, this is an offense that could really help Teddy hum. And we got Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, yak monsters that could, I think, bring out the best in Teddy. They gave this guy, you know, all sorts of just money and help around him. He is set to be the Carolina Panthers QB of the future. We'll see how quickly it all comes together. I mean, the continuity here is bad. I did an article a couple weeks ago where, you know, Looked at every single pass game. The five starting offensive linemen, the top three wide receivers, tight end, and uh, offensive coaching staff, just in terms of offensive coordinator and head coach. The Chiefs, 12 for 12. Like, they are rocking and rolling. Everyone is back. The Panthers, league-worst only four returners from that group of people. So, you know, in a funky offseason where continuity could seemingly mean more than ever, the Panthers do not have it. But... Luckily, moving on the backfield, Christian McCaffrey, one of the most sure things we have in the fantasy football world. He deserves to be locked in as the 1.01 fantasy pick. I mean, he averaged a full 6 PPR points more than the next highest scoring skill position player on a per game basis in 2019. I mean, Saquon Barkley took the 2018 PPR RB1 crown by less than a point. I mean, truly McCaffrey should have... You know, not necessarily should have, but was within a point of repeating as the RB1 over these last two years. And I mean, only 2006 Ladanian Tomlinson racked up more PPR points than McCaffrey did last season. I mean, truly just special. And then it's the receiving workload. And I don't think anyone's. Uh, you know, realizing that it could be something else. But CMC finished 2019 with more PPR points from receiving production than all but 12 other players. He is literally a borderline wide receiver one, and anything he gets on the ground is almost extra. I mean, it's a fantasy cheat code to have these sort of dual threat running backs. And McCaffrey is, you know, the single best example of that in the entire league. He has vying to become the first overall PPR RB1 to repeat since Priest Holmes managed to do it in 2002-2003. I think he has a very good chance of accomplishing that goal. Moving on to wide receivers, looking at three wide receiver sets of DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Robbie Anderson. Here's where it gets interesting because... DJ Moore, complete stud, still only 23 years old. I mean, you look at the guys that have gained, you know, the amount of yards he has before turning 23 during the Randy Moss era since 98. And just the list of guys he's with is truly special. I mean, it's Randy Moss at the top. Then we got Josh Gordon, Juju, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Larry Fitzgerald, Sammy Watkins, DeAndre Hopkins, and then Mr. DJ Moore. Coming in there at ninth most receiving yards gained by the age of twenty-two. I mean, just truly madness, and he is just unbelievable after the catch. And you just what he did his rookie year in the PFF database, literally Percy Harvin-esque in terms of just what DJ Moore is capable of with the ball in his hands. And both DJ and Curtis were, you know, really prisoners of this offense last year in terms of those deep balls. More so Curtis, but, I mean, Moore didn't get help either. And it was just a situation where for Moore to do as good as he did last season, I mean, you add in a more competent QB, ceiling is the roof for DJ. Still so young, still so good. Bye, bye, bye the DJ Moore. Era and especially in 2020, and that leaves us with Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson now on the outside, and we also got everyone's favorite kind of fancy vulture, Seth Roberts, out there somewhere. So don't be surprised if he steals a few snaps. But I really think we need to be treating Curtis Samuel as the number two wide receiver on this offense. I know Robbie Anderson has some, uh, you know, past experience in college with Matt Rule at temple but he's there to be the field stretcher i think his contract reflects that i think robbie is more just a field stretcher he can be and maybe they will use these three wide receivers all over the formation and kind of treat them as a trio of number ones but I just think if you had to look at this offense and these wide receivers in particular, it makes the most sense for Robbie to be that consistent field stretcher, DJ to be your alpha and out wide, and Curtis Samuel should be soaking up a lot of those slot reps. It might be a lower A dot role. Hopefully, he gets some running back carries. I mean, this guy truly... Was, is the closest thing we have seen to Percy Harvin in terms of just a wide receiver running back coming out uh, in the last 10 years. And, you know, I, I didn't mean to compare both the Carolina starting wide receivers to Percy Harvin, but we are truly talking about two of the better talents at the wide receiver position in terms of ability after the catch. I'm still very bullish on what Curtis will do in his, in his NFL career, like DJ, still incredibly young, in an offense that is going to play more to his strengths I think Curtis Samuel could have a really nice post-hype bounce back in 2020. Now, at tight end... Ian Thomas. And this guy routinely flashed in the past whenever Greg Olson missed time. And maybe he keeps doing it. But I'm a little worried because Teddy Bridgewater, you know, did not make a habit of involving Jared Cook last year uh, with the Saints during his starts. Instead, he was kind of force-feeding Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. I don't think any of us would argue that McCaffrey and DJ Moore are going to lead this game in targets, uh, lead this team in targets. And even after that, I mean, I'm taking my chances on Curtis maybe even Robbie to finish with more targets than Ian Thomas. So, look, he's one of many late-round tight ends that have the ability to theoretically provide high-level production. This offense is far from, you know, set in stone, but at the same time, I just find myself, you know, the Chris Herndons, the Jonu Smiths of the world, there's just late-round tight ends I'm taking before Ian Thomas. If you end up with them on your team, not the worst thing in the world by any uh, by any extent, but I just think he's a little too far down that pecking order in offense with no continuity uh, for him to really put together a big season. So, uh, quickly going through the ranks here, I have Teddy Bridgewater as my QB 18. He's one spot behind Jared Goff, one spot ahead of Ben Roethlisberger. He's one of the prime late-round quarterbacks, uh, you know, of this season. I am... A little bit wondering if I should be having, you know, Gardner ahead of Teddy and Gardner's my QB 20 just for that rushing floor. And, you know, the closer we get in the season, the more spooked I am starting to get about the lack of continuity anywhere in this uh, Carolina passing game. But I think Teddy, you know, made enough solid throws last year, did enough that, you know, on a team that should have one of the worst defenses in the league. I think Teddy can provide, you know, QB two value and he's a pretty solid value at that current ADP spot. McCaffrey easy RB one, uh, Saquon's my RB two right behind him. I don't think I don't think Reggie Bonifon would get the three down handcuff role if McCaffrey were to miss time for any reason. I can see Curtis Samuel getting you know more run in the backfield. Most likely thing is you know we see Mike Davis come up. We see them sign someone else. Very few running backs in the entire world can do what McCaffrey can do as a receiver, so I think it's a bit silly to assume the Panthers have someone else on their roster capable of doing that. I definitely don't believe it's Reggie Bonifon, A wide receiver, I have DJ Moore. That's my wide receiver of 15, one spot behind. Odo Beckham, one spot ahead of Terry McLaurin. Look, he's a stud, so keep being a stud. Some people even have him in the top 10. Dynasty ceilings the roof, especially for DJ, but right now, you know, there are just some guys, Robert Woods, Calvin Ridley, juju that i'm just taking ahead of dj again it's just kind of more worried about will he be able to immediately mesh with teddy a few questions that i think he'll be able to outperform him I mean, I, as a top 15 wide receiver i'm confident he'll put up big numbers but just a little too much uncertainty around there for me to treat him as a top 10 pick i've curtis samuel as my wide receiver 50 one spot behind cd lamb one spot ahead of jerry judy i mean just remember with these rankings Ranking it on the season-long projections, but, you know, just in terms of players in that range that I want to get and that I find myself consistently getting, you know, in best balls and mock drafts and all that, Curtis Samuel is definitely one of those guys. Ian Thomas is my tight end 22, one spot behind Jay Sternberger, one spot ahead of Gerald Everett. Honestly, I mean, I wouldn't disagree with anyone that had him up, like, almost as high as tight end 16. He's anyone's idea of kind of a, that mid-tier, tight end to late round option with some upside, but, like, you're not going to be thrilled about your tight end spot if he's your number one guy. So I would say, you know, if you are taking Ian Thomas as your first tight end, make sure you're getting someone like Everett, even like an Eric Ebron, just to make sure you got a little backup if things go south. So... Carolina Panthers went total 5.5 one of the lowest in the league. I have a hard time taking the over here guys. It's just oh man, that defense is so bad and they, you know, kudos to the Panthers. They use every single draft pick to try to improve the defense. I just don't think that's going to help them in 2020. The offense there is a path to being a very fun offense in this you know nfc south that's just known for constant kind of back and forth high scoring battles i hope the panthers are a really fun bad team but they could also not be either way i think they're going to be a bad team i'm taking under 5.5 wins and that has been the 2020 carolina panthers fantasy football team preview thank you all for listening until next time